Welcome to Billy West Live. Our guest today is Dr. Grant Eloy. Uh, Dr. Eloy, thank you very much for joining us today on Billy West Live. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry I'm just in a t-shirt and jeans, but we were working outside, so when I got your call. It's great to see you. Thank you for giving us a few minutes of time. Obviously, uh, some hot button issues going on in Natchitoches Parish that deserve consideration and discussion. And uh, so I thought we'd get you uh, on today to visit about some of these issues. First question right out of the, the, the the shoot is, is Natchitoches Parish still subject to the 1981 desegregation order from the federal courts? So the, the simple answer is we are out from under the desegregation order. Um, but, you know, the, the DOJ, the federal government, uh, they have a lot of authority, a lot of reach. And, and there are a lot of articles, if, if anyone's interested in some academia, you can go out and you can look at how some of these um, districts, especially, especially in the past four or five years, have started to kind of go against the philosophy behind DSEG orders. There's a, specifically some places in Alabama that uh, have really kind of gerrymandered districts to, to get almost to segregation levels pre-Brown versus Board. And what you've seen is it really depends on the DOJ office of the time and the politics of the time. Uh, we definitely believe that the DOJ currently in Washington is, is probably not going to be uh, very kind to districts who, who do those things. But then just from a moral standpoint, you know, you talk about the civil rights movement and the the push behind that and the reason for that. We just very much feel in our office that uh, we would be doing a disservice to the community to, to move away from something that blood, sweat, tears, lives even uh, went into to doing, even as uh, cumbersome as it can be at times for folks. And, and as, you know, uh, there's a lot of people have frustration with it, uh, especially going back to the, the 1980 order from Judge Scott. Well, there's been a lot of frustration through the years, a lot of misunderstanding. A lot of people have not understood you know, what the state of the law was. It's evolved many times with different appeals and, and different uh, stipulations under the federal order. But again, today, our, our guest is Dr. Grant E. Lord from the Natchitoches Parish School Board. Uh, Dr. E. Lord, there was some press releases and, and press discussions in the last several days about a plan to consolidate uh, districts in, in within Natchitoches Parish, the Marthaville, Provincial, and Clutchville school areas into one consolidated school district for Natchitoches Parish. Tell our listeners and the folks at Natchitoches Parish why that's a good idea, and then what are the challenges to accomplish that goal? Well, I mean, anytime you, you want to do anything as far as schools go, you, you need a good tax base. You know, we always talk about Texas and, and how Texas has this, Texas has that, and I always use Forney, Texas, because it's Mm -hmm. A perfect example. They have an amazing football stadium, a massive school, a steam center, an 18-wheeler just for their uh, just for their band. You know all these things, and you say, well, why can they have that and we can't? Well, it's it's tax base. It's 100% tax base. The main way of funding a school district, really nationwide in America, is is ad valorem taxes or property tax. Well, then you look at Louisiana, and what's our problem? Our problem and our blessing that you could say is homestead exemption. Um, and the, the areas you're in with more houses under that $75,000 mark, the lower you're going to have for a taxable base. So then we look at, okay, well, how do we address that for our district? Well, it's, it's making more taxable base. Right now, Marthaville has about $41 million in taxable base. Um, Cloucheville has about $40 million. They're about $500,000, $600,000 away from Marthaville. And then you have Provincial, which is about, it fluctuates between eight and nine. Each one of those individuals, it, it's not bad, but it's not great. You put those together, you have a taxable base, especially considering the size of our parish, but the lack of population density. 
turning that one district into a much uh, more robust, financially speaking, district, we believe would give us the ability to do a lot more for the folks everywhere. Well, you, you mentioned Texas and Forney in particular. Obviously, all of us that travel to Texas from the time to time, we see the big football stadiums and all the, the accoutrements that go with the school districts. And tell, why can't Marthaville and Colucheville form their own independent school district now that we're outside of the desegregation order? Uh, well, I think you, in order to form an independent school district, you, you would probably want to turn to a place like uh, the St. George community in uh, Baton Rouge. Right. They have the money. They have a lot more money than any of us Very have. controversial thing just happened in Baton Rouge. Very controversial. Uh, it took years and years, and I think it's still not a done deal as far as everything going on. I haven't paid incredibly close attention to it. Um, but it was a major issue, major, major issue. So, you know, when, when people talk about doing independent school districts, I've been a part of a place that floated it for a second. It's a lot more work than I think people realize. Also, the what you have to have in a school district isn't always, you know, it's that uh, economy of scale. The bigger you are, then you can help finance like a uh, school food service director, which you're supposed to have, a special education director, which you're supposed to have, a superintendent, maybe assistant superintendent. And so I look at the example of there's about six rural school districts now in the northeastern part of uh, the state of Louisiana that are looking at consolidating the entire districts because they they are a parish, each one of them unto themselves, but they cannot financially support a school district. So when someone says like, oh, you know, Marthaville or Provencal or those together can go off and form their own ISD, um, it, it's just, I don't think they understand or, or anyone understands the full breadth of how much money that would take. And, and we are already struggling to get certified folks. It, I, I just think it would be a massive undertaking and, uh, and not one that I necessarily think would be successful. Well, that, that was one of the things I, I took from some of the commentary from I'll call it the pushback you got yeah, in Marthaville, yeah. but the the questions that came from the well-intentioned folks in Marthaville asking good questions about yeah. what this this proposal is, they ask a very basic question that I want to ask you and give you an opportunity to explain is why can't Natchitoches be like Sabine Parish with all local K through 12 schools? Why not? So I think the difference between us and Sabine, and, and this is something I shared with the folks in uh, Marthaville the other night. Number one, I don't have access to Sabine's books, or I haven't looked to have access to it. So I don't exactly know if they are operating uh, in a healthy manner or if they're, they have budget short. I don't know any of that stuff. So it's hard to compare and say we're apples to apples on that. Now, but let, let's go backwards and say, well, Sabine has been doing this and it's worked. I would say that they never got rid of that infrastructure that, that we did get rid of in the 80s. So the problem is that we would actually be going back to try to recreate something that we got rid of. They never had to do that. So there's an in initial cost in that. I also think demographically speaking, we're very different than Sabine. Um, and, and I would say to every parish in, in the state, because when you, anytime you go down that road of trying to compare parishes, there's usually some unique piece that another parish just can't account for. Because you can say, okay, well, Baton Rouge and New Orleans, well, those are both big places. Well, I mean, they might as well be one on Earth, one on Mars, even with those things in common. So I think that's the struggle. Now, as far as going and saying, can we give them that, that school? The problem would be, and this is our belief in the school district, my belief in the school district, and I, I believe it you know, strongly. If I give Marthaville a pre-K-12 school, then I would have to give that to each small area. And, and so then we kind of go back to that model we had in the 80s before the desegregation case. And I, I will tell you, and I'll tell anyone this, 
Dr. Grant Eloy is not going, and I hate, I just use myself in third person, but I am not going to be the superintendent that creates a segregated district in the year 2021. It's just, it can't happen for a million reasons. And anyone who does not see that, like, I, I really feel like we have very different philosophical beliefs that we would need to sit down at a table and really hash out why those things have to be the way they are in the year 2021. It doesn't mean that anyone is a bad person or, or, or I'm smart and they're dumb or vice versa. It's just, it's just a reality of the day in which we live. And it's not a reality that I'm going to fight, nor do I want to fight it. Well, I applaud you for your candor and also for trying to provide information to the public the way you're doing it by going to these community uh, events and try to explain at least your position and what the options are. But it seems to me as if what you're asking folks to do is to consider, and the school board will vote this summer, as to what to put on the ballot for people to consider. Why can't the citizens of Natchitoches, through their school board members, ask for maybe several different options, which would be a single district in six, a single district in 10, and then district eight could choose to go with either six or 10, or even have eight, again, with a very low tax base, as you explained earlier, have their own district. But why can't the school board vote for those options and let the public decide as to what they want? I mean, I'd like to ask you that first, and then I want to get your perspective of how this would affect Natchitoches. Well, what's interesting about all of this, and because I am someone who tries to lead through consensus, but I, I do think and I have to be careful how I say this because I don't want to come across as, as, as dad. But at a certain point, I think someone said this at one of the meetings. They said, you know, we elect school board members and, and they hire a superintendent to do what they believe is best. And that's the whole point of representative government. And sometimes you're not all going to agree. Um, I, there, I was amazed. I thought people would either be I agree or I disagree. And I thought it was going to be very clean down the line of of that and, and what we've seen is there's a million different opinions and so I think at some point we have to present what we can present because if we give them a menu that's a mile long then nothing will get accomplished and so we are trying to give some options and I think you know the major options we're saying really are consolidations of, of 6, 8, and 10 or consolidation of 6 and 8 and I know one of the main concerns of the Marthaville folks is they felt like a carrot was being dangled in front of them and I told them I said guys well I, I hate that imagery but it, you're not necessarily wrong um, because why would I consolidate y'all otherwise unless there's some benefit to you? Now, I would say that there is a benefit because I'm I'm trying to reduce their property tax, which as a homeowner myself, <laughs> I appreciate. But for a lot of those folks, they like paying, and I love that, they like paying their property tax and supporting their folks. So they don't want that necessarily. So then it would have to be, okay, well, if you do this, there's the potential of a school, which I, I think is a very strong uh, again, lack of a better term, motivator or carrot and stick. But I just feel to go back to your question, there are, we are going to probably have a lot of discussion uh, where we say, what exactly do we want to present? Um, and, but we want to get to the full, we want to talk to as many people as possible before we do that. And so we still have the Natchez meeting. We're still trying to have a Cluchyville meeting. And I think there's some discussion of some other little town halls as well. So we can get the full picture. So then we can decide what do we want to kind of present to everyone. Dr. Grant Elor, Superintendent of Schools here in Natchitoches Parish is our guest on Billy West Live. Dr. Elor, uh, thank you for that answer. It's interesting and obviously it just means a lot of it's still kind of up in the air to discuss, but the, the, to educate the public, the, the options are all on the table, but the school board presently owns, what, 400 and something acres in, in District 6? 
is that right? The exact number, I think it's actually closer to 600. Uh, but we're actually in the process of kind of making a portfolio of all of our holdings because uh, the school board owns a lot of land. Uh, and some of it is in places that people might want to possibly have a school and some of it's not. And some of it's Section 16 land. We can't just do anything we want with it without a vote of the Describe people. Describe that for listeners. So Section 16 land is kind of what was given by uh, the federal government way back when, really when school districts were founded in, in order to get rid of it or swap it. Well, we can swap it without a vote of the people, I believe, but in order to sell it, you have to have a vote of the people. And so we have to be really careful with that. And it's kind of, I guess you could call it the school district's nest egg because it's these pieces of property that you have and, and you know, what they tell you, you know, money goes up and down, but property you keep, you know, so we don't want to be kind of crazy with that. But we own, to get back to the question, again, I may have got you off track a little bit, I'm sorry. That's easy. But in, in, in District 6, there sits four to 600 acres that the school board already owns and it's just adjacent to I-49. Correct. So Correct. the reasoning, I think, and, and again, I'll let you opine on this, but is the reasoning for that as an option is the fact that we already own that land just adjacent to I-49. A hundred percent. I mean, I have no connection to that land other than it was like, oh, wow, we have this piece of land and uh, it would it would be, I told the folks in Martha it would be easier. It doesn't mean it's the track you go, but your other option is to go to try purchase land or do a land swap or even a donation. But those things... They sound quick, they never are. They just aren't. Um, I believe on the fast side of things, you're talking about it from today, even if you have a donor, I, I would think a minimum of a year to to get all that together that you need to legally speaking and then, then not even discussing infrastructure and things of that nature. So the Waterwell Road area was something that was attractive because the infrastructure, the roads, all that, the, the water, the electricity, the sewage, which are massive uh, costs and all those things, it was, it was there. Um, but I think we definitely uh, underestimated uh, how much of a uh, flashpoint that location would be. Why is it a flashpoint? Well, a lot of people, well, and let me start by saying this. I come from Rapids Parish. Rapids Parish uh, has 11 public high schools, multiple uh, private schools, you really feel like you have options there. Uh, and I always tell the story of there would be people in the Pineville School District. Pineville is an A school, great program, but they'd say, wow, I really want my kid to be an awesome wide receiver. I'm not going to Pineville. I'm going to go to Ash. Still an A school. And alternatively speaking, there'd be kids in the Ash District who'd say, hey, A school. Why don't I go to Ash? I want to go to Pineville because I want to be in a theater program. Right. So again, it just gives people options. And before I ever knew anything about Natchitoches, I, I was aware of Lakeview, I was aware of Natchitoches Central. One of the first things I always thought when I came here was there are two, this is too big of a parish, really too many even people to not have a third high school. And now that was very naive of me because I didn't know all the history Some around Some would it. say we need five or six. Uh, you could probably make that argument. I'm not going to make that argument. This parish is 70 miles long yeah. and we have two high schools. Yeah. And so... People initially said, Waterwell Road, that, that's so close to Naka Central. And I, I told them, I said, well, if, if you look at Bolton to Ash, Ash to Peabody, all those schools in the city of Alexandria, you're talking about a difference of, I think, 2.8 miles, 2.9 miles. We're talking about a difference of five miles. Uh, but again, and this is what we're trying to tell people is, so you take a third of that massive uh, parish, Natchitoches, and you say District 6, 8, and 10, massive area in and of itself, could be a parish in and of itself, Trying to find an area that's somewhat 
you know, a compromise. It's kind of in the middle, which I understand middle is kind of a subjective term to some folks. It becomes very difficult to do. Um, and I invite anyone who has a better site that is still equitable to come forward and, and propose that site. But that is the main thing is you cannot say we pay more so we get to choose it. Or this group says, well, we we lost our school so we get to choose it. Or this group says, well, we're in the middle so just put it where we're at. I mean, I think everyone needs to realize that for this to occur, and it doesn't have to occur. We would like it to, but if it doesn't, um, it's not going to be because of the school board. It's going to be because we can't compromise. Um, and I just think, you know, it's a dirty word in politics now. It is, and I just I live my life by it. I mean, so I, I just I hope everyone can give a little and, and maybe gain a little in the process. Again, Dr. Grant Elor is our guest, superintendent of schools for Natchitoches Parish School Board. Dr. Elor, we're about out of time for this uh, edition and podcast of Billy West Live. But how does this affect? Let's assume for a minute this consolidation occurs. We build a new high school somewhere in the parish. How does this affect Natchitoches Central uh, and the gains that Natchitoches Central has made in the last 20 years, which are very positive? But how does this affect Natchitoches Central as far as classification, uh, athletics? And then I, I don't want to forget to ask you that, that if this occurs, the new school would have its own athletic programs as well, as I understand. But comment about how it would affect Natchitoches Central, please. So one of the first comments we, we've said in office and talking to people is we only want this to occur if we can do it in a way that doesn't undermine or delegitimize Natchitoches Central as I always kind of refer to it as the flagship of the district just because of its size and location and everything. So we have to be very cautious of that, I think. Um, and we have, you know, if this occurs, we're talking about minimum of probably five years, e even if it occurs at a fast pace. We believe that in that five years, we can build up and do things with Natchitoches Central that won't undermine it. It's a tall task, but we think it's something that can easily be done because it's worth doing because of the history and support that Natchitoches Central has. So, um, and I'm sorry, I forgot the... Well, I, I just want to ask you, that the new school, if it happens, yeah. would have an athletic program. It would be, a, a, obviously, a, a school. So I've heard 2A size, that type of thing. So I actually think, and this, again, was part of our conversation, um, you know, Nagano Central has some great athletic teams, but I think everyone, although you want to play the best, you also don't want to be playing schools that, in some cases, have twice your student body. Right. You know, 5A is that... They cut it off at that lowest level, and then, but then at the heights of it, you have the Lafayette Highs, the Zachary's, all these places that have 2,000 plus students. And so we would anticipate, if this happened, that Natchitoches Central could go down in a 4A, and I think the term powerhouse would not be uh, hyperbole. You, you could really go out there and just dominate. And you, I think, you and I have had several discussions about Natchitoches Central athletics and th those type of issues. Uh, you know, could be very positive uh, for, for developments for Natchitoches Central. But Dr. Granny Eloy has been our guest uh, here on Billy West Live. Dr. Eloy, thank you so much for joining. I'm going to give you the last word. You know, kind of where do you see this going over the next month or so? What are y'all's plans? And then you know, when, when do you, uh, you know, propose that you'll present something to the public? So uh, bottom line, no matter what happens, I'm excited because what you're seeing right now is you're seeing people engage in the school district probably more than they have in a long while. And it's in a positive way. Even the folks that, you know, I, I know some people thought that the meeting Thursday wasn't, was a negative or whatever, but I really thought that it was, despite the passion, which isn't a bad thing, it was productive. And so I have to imagine that the more engagement of people in town and in the rural areas, 
that's going to be better for our kids, no matter how different our beliefs are, because we can come together and hopefully get a better product. So that excites me. As far as what's going to happen next, we have a May board meeting. I do not anticipate that this is actually going to come up in that board meeting as far as a voting item. It will possibly be discussed, but I do believe the June meeting is going to be your point where we have that discussion of uh, do we go forward with consolidation? And if we do go forward, who does it involve? Well, you informed me today, and I'm sure you've informed, informed our listeners. Thank you very much, Dr. Grandy Miller, for being our guest on Billy West Live. Thanks so much. Sir.